News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Investigators are questioning three individuals detained following yesterday's deadly mass shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl victory celebration. One person, a mother of two, was killed. Twenty-one other people, including at least eight children, were injured. Nothing on a motive. He is itching to get a Trump trial underway before the election. Special counsel Jack Smith is urging the Supreme Court to let former President Donald Trump's 2020 election interference case proceed to trial without further delay. Prosecutors were responding to a Trump team request from earlier in the week asking for a continued pause in the case. As the court considers whether to take up the question of whether Trump is immune from prosecution for official acts while in the White House, two lower courts have overwhelmingly rejected that position. Smith asked that if the Supreme Court does want to take the case, that they hear arguments in March and issue a final ruling by late June. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Bolton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis due to testify at a court hearing today stemming from the Trump-Georgia election interference case. Willis, a subject of misconduct allegations, could be removed from the case. Well, there's another moon race underway, this one among a couple of American businesses. Falcon 9 has successfully lifted off from Pad 39A at Kennedy Space Center the IM-1 payload. The SpaceX Falcon rocket blasting off in the wee hours of the morning, launching a month after arrivals. Lunar lander missed its mark. A quick one-week trip that should result in a touchdown attempt next week. Retail sales considered a key economic barometer fell eight-tenths of one percent last month, the drop following a spending splurge over the holidays. On Wall Street, Dow features up 61 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Be thanked for pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This is Dennis Prager, and now a truly exciting new benefit. My monthly online video get together for Prager Topia Plus members only for an hour each month. Get it. This KMZQ News Flash powered by all mortuaries and cemeteries. Stay active, be healthy, they'd rather wait. Now might be a pretty good time to look for an apartment. Las Vegas, one of 16 major metro areas here in the country that saw a drop in rents to begin the year. Zillow's January rental market report says the average rent here in the Valley is $1,745, a less than 1% drop from December. Now, rental rates dropped the most in Austin, Texas, but the surge in rents in 2021 and 2022 means that rents are still more than $400 higher than before the COVID-19 pandemic. The report shows the average rent across the country is 29% higher than before the pandemic hit. When it comes to home sales, Summerlin South and North Las Vegas, they lead the way to begin 2024 here in Southern Nevada. For total dollar sales, the 89135 zip code finished first with $45.9 million. That area includes the high-end enclave, The Ridges, a gated community where the average home price is more than $2 million. Though it claimed the top spot due to dollar sales, they only sold 23 homes thus far this year, which ties a part of North Las Vegas for 
for most home sales so far this year. Second in total value of property sold thus far is the 89141 zip code, which includes Southern Highlands. When the NBA talks expansion, Las Vegas definitely in the mix on the list. That's the word from NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, who says the league will turn its attention to expansion plans once it has a new TV deal said and done. The league has been coming to Las Vegas for years now, playing games here since 2004. The NBA Summer League is now a key event on every team's calendar. Take AM670 with you wherever you go. Check out our website at 670kmzq.com. 670kmzq.com. Click on that Listen Live button. AM670 KMCQ broadcasts live from the Dream Dental Studios. Ditch your dentures and go with teeth replacements at Dream Dental. Call or text 702-901. No more. 702-901-6666. KMCQ on time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, you can get an oil change for only $39.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Pretty good shape on our Valley Freeways right now. There are no reported accidents on the highways. The brake lights have begun already on I-15 southbound through the resort corridor from Spring Mountain down toward uh, Tropicana. Next phase of the Tropicana project gets underway this weekend. That'll be a full closure of I-15 at Trop starting at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Should last until 5 Sunday morning, usually get that opened uh, quicker though gonna be warming up by the day with uh, today's highs reaching the mid-60s under cloudy skies 54 degrees right now i'm mark thomas with your on-time traffic and weather on am 670 kmzq the best way to get something done if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh um, like to be able to Anyway, America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a foot. foot. Check it out! And, and, and Joan, Shengang, Shenga. Can I just say that of all the idiots, in all the idiot villages, in all the idiot worlds, you stand alone. and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Fun lovers and truth seekers, you have come to the right place. It is live and local for a Thursday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday, and uh, the day after that uh, horrific shooting in Kansas City. Uh, That is a deeply personal thing for me because I spent the better part of my life uh, working and living in Kansas City. I've been to the Union Station there probably 100 to 150 times over the years. Uh, We'll talk about that. Also, uh, I'll be hosting tonight at the uh, Red Rock Country Club, the U.S. Senate Candidate Forum, sponsored by the uh, Battleborn Republican Women. We will talk about that as well. But I want to begin along our southern border. Is it possible that the tide is beginning to turn in our favor Uh, when it comes to our southern border. Let's check in with Virginia Allen. She's a senior news producer and podcast host for The Daily Signal, uh, the Heritage Foundation's multimedia news outlet. And she joins us. Virginia, good morning. Thanks for being a part of the show. 
Good morning. Great to be with you. I want to ask you, because you've been reporting uh, from Shelby Park and, and, and uh, other places along our southern border, Eagle Pass. Uh, are we are we about to turn the corner? Has something happened to to change the dynamic down there? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I'll, I'll break that down. I would say yes as far as what we're seeing right now is that Texas National Guard, Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, have said, okay, the federal government is not securing our borders, so we're going to do everything in our power to secure the border. So what they've done, there's this park that you mentioned, Shelby Park. It's right along the Rio Grande River. The Rio Grande River is the border. It is that line between Texas and and Mexico. And so there was a park there in Eagle Pass that was a major crossing point. And illegal aliens would cross the river there. It's a little bit of an easier place to cross. They'd enter the park. And then federal authorities, Border Patrol, were using that park as a staging area for illegal aliens. So what Texas National Guard and Governor Greg Abbott have done is they've gone into that park and said, okay, Border Patrol, you can't use this as this sort of hub of a crossing point anymore. We're taking control of the park and they've put up wiring and and fencing and a makeshift wall using razor wire and shipping containers. And what's happened is that nearly all crossings have stopped. And the critical point to note with that is, you know, not only has the word gotten out, I'm sure, to those who want to cross, but more importantly, the word has gotten out to the cartels the cartels control who crosses, when they cross, and the cartels, they're not going to waste their time trying to push people across somewhere where they're not going to get across. So that's where we've seen those crossings dramatically decrease. And so that that's great news for Texas, that they're seeing, okay, this is a strategy that actually works. When we put up this fencing, when we hold the line, when we tell illegal aliens, you can't come in. They don't in certain sections. Um, the the area where I'm not optimistic is I actually did a podcast interview with Congressman Mark Green that's out this morning on the Daily Signal, and I asked him after you know just given all of the tension in Congress, all the tension between Republicans and Democrats, I said, do we have hope that there will be real action taken on the border in the coming months? And he was pretty straightforward and said, I don't I don't see that happening. So uh, as far as federal action, I don't see changes. According to Mark Green, he doesn't see changes, Congressman Mark Green. But I think what we may see is more of this action from local leaders, from governors like Governor Abbott in Texas, who are saying, all right, we're going to take matters into our own hands. I want to ask you, if people aren't crossing, if, if illegals aren't crossing at Shelby Park and at Eagle Pass, where are they crossing? Where have the cartels moved uh, these, these these illegals uh, away? Yeah, the there's kind of a short and long answer to that. I, what what we've seen is that there's other sections of Texas where people have been pushed, um, and that there's expectation that we'll see increased crossings in Arizona and increased crossings in California. This that uh, takes a minute because it takes a longer. Those are often um, crossing points that take a little bit longer for migrants to get to in Arizona or in California. 
but we've seen this before with the cartels. Again, you like you have to remember the cartels are the ones who are controlling the Mexico side of the border. They decide who crosses. So when things shift and change, it sometimes takes about a month for the cartels to sort of reorganize, reshuffle, refigure out, okay, these are the new rules that we have to play within before then you see that resurgence. So the expectation right now is that um, – is that we'll see more crossings in California and Arizona. But when I was, um, when I've been talking with, you know, those down in Texas, I've asked, do you think Governor Abbott sees Shelby Park almost as a model that what he's done in Shelby Park with the Texas National Guard is working that then will be implemented in other Texas uh, border towns, high high crossing areas, whether it's uh, Del Rio or um, El Paso or McAllen, Texas. And they said, yeah, that, that's very possible that we'll see the exact same scenario play out. Uh, and that so where there might be an increase right now in some of those areas with more crossings, ultimately we could see crossings in Texas continue to fall in the coming months. Again, Virginia Allen joining us from the Daily Signal, uh, the Heritage Foundation's multimedia news outlet. Uh, I want to ask you, because you mentioned the governors, I think 25 governors signed a letter, uh, 14, 15 governors went to the border a a week or so ago. Um, The role of governors in all of this, uh, the standing with Greg Abbott, are we going to see more of that from, from certainly Republican governors and maybe even some Democrat governors? I think so. And I, I would love to see it as a bipartisan uh, partisan issue that, that brings gubernatorial individuals together, that brings governors together, because it's an issue that right now I think we're starting to see it's on the minds of all Americans, whether Republican or Democrat. So I, I, I think we will hear more from governors because governors are realizing oh, the buck stops with me, and if the federal government isn't going to do something, I need to be a part of the solution. And uh, I think so many governors, even if they're not a governor of a border state, they're seeing how illegal immigration is affecting their communities, is draining resources, is flooding homeless shelters. And so they they want to be a part of the solution. And so it it has been encouraging to see a, a pretty unified Front and you know we we know that individuals in um, sanctuary cities, sanctuary states have been deeply affected, and we've seen a lot of Democrat leaders speaking out saying this isn't sustainable. Of course, the disagreement is over solutions. Democrats have a very different idea of how to fix the problem than Republicans do, but we've reached a point where everyone on both sides of the aisle is admitting this is a crisis, this isn't working, which is at least a step in the right direction. Uh, Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia announced just a couple of days ago that he's sending more uh, troops to the border. How can how can mm-hmm. somebody like, as an example, Gavin Newsom, deny that this this thing that they're doing in Texas that that Greg Abbott is doing in Texas that it works? How 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 can he how how can he avoid that? I mean, in my opinion, he can't. Like, you just have to look at the results, and you see it, it's working. And, you know, when when you put up walling, when you put up fencing, and you station National Guard right there, and you tell those crossing, hey, you can't enter here, 
you can't cross, you can't come in, the crossings stop. And so no one, whether it's Gavin Newsom uh, or, or any other governor for that matter, can deny that this is a strategy that's working. They might not like the strategy. And that gets into, again, the political opinions. But you can't you can't deny that it's working. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas has been impeached by the House. Uh, a Senate trial is uh, on the way. Uh, is it going to change anything about uh, federal policy along our southern border? Uh, the fact that you've got the uh, uh, secretary of DHS impeached by the House of Representatives. It sends a really clear warning message, not just to the Biden administration, but I think to future administrations as well, that this is an issue that you can't take lightly and just flooding flooding the system and swinging the doors wide open that's not sustainable and ultimately you will pay a price for that with the impeachment of homeland security secretary mayorkas and that was about a year in the making of a very long investigation that the house homeland security under uh, chairman mark green uh, tackled and they really looked into five different aspects of Mayorkas, and they brought in witnesses and and expert testimony to explain what's happening at the border, what are the issues. So, I mean, that was a really historic moment on Tuesday night when Mayorkas was impeached. As you mentioned, now that goes over to the Senate. I spoke with Congressman Mark Green again on the Daily Signal podcast this morning about what happens next in the Senate. And he said, well, you know, the Senate has a couple options. They can choose to hold a full-on trial, um, or they can essentially table it. The, the whole thing can get buried in committee and sort of never see the light, light of day again. And given Democrats' control of the Senate, I, I think, if, you know, when you're being a total realist, it, it's unlikely that we're going to see much action taken and it's extremely unlikely that we would see Mayorkas removed since that does require a two-thirds vote in the Senate. Should he step down? Given the fact that this issue has exploded to the extent that it has, and he has failed to enforce America's immigration laws, it's evident that... uh, something has to change and he either needs to start doing his job or admit that he's not comfortable doing the job that he's been tasked to do either isn't comfortable or isn't capable Um, but something has to change and right now we have a border that tragically is open and that message has been loud and clear and so the answers are either he has to start enforcing the law or someone else needs to step in and enforce the law. Uh, what what comes next? Uh, we, we've got an impeachment of the DHS secretary. Uh, we've got uh, uh, the stuff going on down in Texas with the razor wire. What What is the next step in, in this battle to, to secure our borders? And, and are we going to win the war or are we going to lose the war? Well, we have to win. <laughs> That's not an option at, at this point. I think when you talk to individuals down who who work on the border, who are seeing the situation firsthand, when you look at sanctuary cities, everyone says this isn't sustainable. So there, there has to be a shift. We can't keep moving in this 
direction. That's it's just when you look at the resources, it's not possible. We can't continue to have literally thousands of people crossing our border every single day and then being paroled into the United States. So there has to be a shift in the immediate future. We we might continue to see a little bit of change, like we talked about. If if Governor Abbott continues to really hold the line in his state and do that in increasing measures, if maybe other governors start doing similar things, I think we could see some shifts. But as far as dramatic change, I I am not confident to say. And in speaking with lawmakers and speaking with folks down on the border, everyone's in a little bit of just a okay, we're, we're just going to get through the next several months uh, because until there's real policy change at the federal level, it's hard to to say that there will be significant change. There's a recognition that that's just not possible to have broad change without there being a willingness on the part of the Biden administration to actually enforce America's immigration laws. Uh, exit polling in, uh, well, in Iowa in New Hampshire, here in Nevada, it shows that uh, illegal immigration is one of the top one or two issues out there. Um, will it be will it will it be a factor in in elections coming up? Uh, we've got uh, a June primary on June eleventh. We've got the uh, November fifth general election. Will it be a, a factor? Oh, no doubt. And of course, you know, there's different issues that are more important or less important for certain voters on everyone's mind. Number one is is usually the economy. Because people feel that everyone feels that across the nation. They feel that weight of money draining from their bank account, paying more at the gas pump, that kind of thing. But like you said, the, the border crisis is and the immigration issue is right up there with concerns over the economy. And so I think for especially folks who, one, are in communities that have experienced an influx that is unsustainable of illegal aliens, uh, individuals in border towns, this is certainly on their minds as they head to the polls. Virginia, if folks want to continue to follow your work, uh, both uh, video and uh, the written word as well, how can they uh, follow you and where can they find you? So you can check out all of uh, my work and the work of my amazing colleagues at the Daily Signal website. It's dailysignal.com. You can also find the Daily Signal across all social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, uh, X. And if you want to follow me on X, my handle is Virginia underscore Allen 5. Virginia, thanks so much for being a part of the show today. Really appreciate it. We'll continue to follow your work. And uh, thanks so much for being a part of the show. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Uh, Virginia Allen, uh, the senior news producer and podcast host for the Daily Signal, the Heritage Foundation's uh, multimedia news outlet. It's really good stuff. Uh, you ought to check it out. Uh, stay with us. More to do. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened in Kansas City. Uh, this is a very personal issue for me. Um, I'll explain my connection to Union Station and Kansas City and the Chiefs. We'll do that and more coming up in our next segment as we continue on AM 670 KMZQ. Thursday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. It's going to be a monster day for Donald Trump on a couple of different fronts. What's going to happen in New York City and what's going to happen in Atlanta with his criminal trials. 9 to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. 
They will stop at nothing to destroy our country from within. High inflation, chaos at the border, pro-terrorist rallies on college campuses. This is not the America our founding fathers envisioned for us. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Colonel David Flippo, and I'm running for Congress to fight back against this liberal insanity. Nevadans are tired of watching our country and our state being destroyed by radical liberals and career politicians. Some politicians will go so far to win, they will switch parties when it's convenient. I've been a lifelong conservative Republican who spent 24 years fighting for this country in the United States Air Force. I spent my career defending the country I love, and I am stepping up once again to stop them from taking over our party, our state, and our country. But I need your help to win this fight. Go to electdavidflippo.com for more information. And together, we can flip Nevada Red. This is David Flippo, and I approve this message. Paid for by the committee to elect David Flippo. Hi, this is Josh Levitt, and I'm running for Nevada State Senate District 18 because I believe in a brighter future for each and every one of us. Together, we will move forward innovative solutions to diversify the economy, improve our schools, cut wasteful spending, and improve our health care infrastructure. I'm not just a candidate. I'm a lifelong Nevadan with a track record of getting things done. From being a champion for small businesses to advocating for better access to health care, I'm exactly the representative you need in Carson City. I bring years of experience in business as a chief information officer an entrepreneur, and community builder with a history of working with legislators on education and workforce development policies. Join me in this journey to build a better Nevada. Your vote on June 11th will ensure there is choice in education, our families have access to quality health care, and our community thrives. Together, let's shape a future we can all be proud of. Visit joshfornevada.com to learn more about my vision and how you can get involved. I'm Josh Levitt, and I approve this message. Paid for by Josh Levitt for Nevada. Hey, Kevin Wall here. A few years ago, a friend invited me for an evening of fun at Ichabod's Lounge. Now, Ichabod's isn't in my neighborhood, and yeah, I had to drive an extra 10 minutes. Boy, am I glad I did. What I didn't know at the time was that Ichabod's had been there for over three decades and family-owned for over 20 years. It's one of the top gaming bars in Las Vegas with the best promotions and amazing monthly cash giveaways and payouts. And I love their food. Ichabod features incredible menu items, including seafood, steaks, burgers, pastas, and five daily specials. And their kitchen is open 24 hours a day for you late-night foodies. What do I like best about Ichabod's? Their old-school Vegas atmosphere. Their bartenders and servers are super friendly. When everyone else is cutting back, Ichabod's continues to super serve its customers. And you'll love their nightly entertainment at the Piano Bar. You want to win? Then I'll see you at Ichabod's Vintage Vegas Dining gaming lounge and piano bar on East Flamingo at Pecos. At Meineke, doing car care right means their Meineke certified technicians fix whatever your car needs. We fix it right and back it up with our nationwide warranties. Brakes? They do that. Tires? Yep, they do that. Engine repairs, air conditioning, tune-ups, suspension, alignments, oil changes. Meineke does it all. See for yourself. Visit Meineke.com today and schedule your appointment. Each Meineke is independently owned and operated. Trust your key with Meineke. Meineke, doing car care right. Yo. Sorry, man. I took an upper to stay awake. My heart started pounding, so I took a downer to take the edge off. Honestly, I feel worse now. What? One of my friends overdosed after mixing drugs like that. I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah, I definitely won't be doing that again. Well, let's stay online for a bit so I know you're okay. Yeah, man. But let's go. There is no safe way to mix drugs. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. 
Broadcasting live from the world-famous Las Vegas Strip, this is Live and Local with Kevin Wall on AM670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Is it possible? J-Lo is uh, coming to uh, to Las Vegas uh, July 20th. Uh, no, that, no, that's right. J-Lo, J-Lo's coming to T-Mobile on July 20th, uh, a Live Nation uh, news release uh, talking about the uh, pre-sale and all kinds of other things. But J-Lo coming July 20th. So if, uh, make your plans. Uh, T-Mobile Arena and uh, Jennifer Lopez. It should be a great concert. Uh, in, fact, in fact, that's one that I would probably pay to see. Um, I, I want to touch just for a couple of minutes on uh, my connection to Kansas City, uh, to uh, what happened yesterday. Uh, that was deeply personal for me. Uh, Kansas City is one of those communities that you just don't expect uh, gun violence to rear its ugly head, but it did. Uh, one one person dead, apparently a mother of two, uh, and 21 injured. Uh, we'll continue to follow those numbers. They may change along the way. Um, I've been to Union Station maybe 100, 150 times over the years. I can recall as a as a seven, eight-year-old uh, jumping on the uh, train at uh, Union Station and five hours later be in St. Louis, uh, where we had, uh, my, my family had relatives there, still do uh, to this day, uh, and um, it's just a part of, of living in Kansas City. Union Station, it's always been there. It always probably will. It's, it's again, it's uh, a building that was built, gosh, the 1920s, 1930s, something like that. Uh, anyway, but it's uh, Union Station has been a part of my life. And uh, to see the gun violence rearing its ugly head uh, yesterday was really, really sad, really sad. Uh, The one thing that we're going to not do on this program is speculate as to motive, as to, uh, uh, well, the investigation is ongoing. And I can simply tell you, having 